0: listening to up the Union podcast I'm Dan Hames and I'm speaking with Kyle Strabel for the last time this week. Kyle, we've talked a little bit about spirituality and prayer. Do you think there is anything missing in the prayer life of evangelicalism today? Yeah you know I think there, there's a certain praying, a certain mode of praying that often we'll call silent prayer. We could call it wordless prayer, although um, I, I like silent prayer a little bit better um, for reasons I'll explain. I tend to think everyone has prayed this way at one point in their lives or at least one point in their lives, but almost always when, when we pray this way, we're at our, the end of our rope. So either we have gone through a season of great trial and we just, we are just exhausted spiritually, physically, emotionally, and we come to God in prayer and we literally just don't have words. And it's just, it's kind of the, the posture in my mind is kind of hands open and just kind of a deep breath. Of, oh, God. Um, other times it's suffering. It is we've experienced something um, so painful that we go to pray, and and we we actually kind of go into prayer expecting to have words, but our words fail us. And you know when when we're given the Spirit um, in Romans eight, we're told the Spirit kind of resides in the deepest part of us with groanings too deep for words. I think that's really interesting because, you know, our words were created for typical life by and large. And so our words don't really work all that well with God. And so we say we talk about God by analogy. Our words are kind of like pointers that point up to God. Well, it seems like our pain is so deep. It is so profound that even the words we have can't explain our pain. At the core of us, where the spirit is. Our words can't speak meaningfully about the pain we have there. And when we, when we experience some certain radical things in life, we become aware of the depth of our pain. And there are no words. There is only silence. And I think, so I think all of us at some time or another in our lives have experienced this kind of prayer. I actually think this is a kind of prayer that we should practice as well and certainly not all the time and even not maybe most of the time but i think there is something incredibly important about about being silent in prayer and here's what silent prayer is silent prayer is resting in god's faithfulness over your own see one of the ways we manipulate god and let's not be naive we all try to manipulate god we manipulate god using words when we pray we are often praying in such a way we think God will like. Right? We're trying to get our hooks in God. Sometimes we pray using almost magical formulas. So we start thinking maybe God will answer my prayer if I say it this way. Right? And that's that's very that's kind of magical formula kind of praying. Yeah. Sometimes it's it's very pagan the way we pray, and so we kind of we come in prayer. And we do a bunch of things like to atone for our sins because we think we can do that in our flesh, right? Like, God, oh, look at all the stuff I've done. We start kind of talking about God. And we start making promises we're not going to keep, you know, I'll, I'll become a monk, you know, like Martin Luther did. And we start, I'll, I'll, I'll give more money to church or I'll start volunteering more, right? We start doing that very pagan way to pray because we, we think that somehow we can kind of hook into God and kind of manipulate him that way. In silence, what we're doing is we're refusing to use our words to get hooks in God. Now, there's a distinctively Christian form of silent prayer that I want to be attentive to, because of course there's other religions and other kind of New Agey kind of things that are use silence in prayer. That's, we don't we don't practice silence simply because it's good for us, although you know modern kind of science tells us it actually is good for us, um, which is kind of just an interesting tidbit. That's that's not that's not what I'm interested in primarily. That's not certainly why we do it. The reason why we enter with God in silence is is ultimately faith. I think the prayer of silence is one of the most faithful ways to pray because you're not trusting in your words. You're trusting in God's words. One of the most neglected realities of the Christian life is the fact that Christ and the Spirit are given to us to pray for us. The spirit is groaning with groanings too deep for words. That's a kind of praying. We're told the spirit is our intercessor. Right? So the spirit knows our pain. The spirit knows it better than we do. The spirit is actually experiencing the depths of our brokenness, groaning to God. And of course, this, in Romans 8, the groaning there is compared to the groaning of the world. And so the groaning isn't simply misery, although I think it is interesting that, that God sends a spirit to groan kind of within us. But the groaning is anticipating the future. So the the Spirit's groaning in part because of our misery. But the other part is because the Spirit knows what we're created for. Mm -hmm. And it knows what we're going towards. The Spirit, it longs for our redemption. When every tear will be wiped away. When this pain and this misery will be healed and redeemed. And so the Spirit prays for us. The Son, we are told, is our intercessor. Of course, Jesus in Hebrews is portrayed as the great high priest. Again, in Colossians 3, our lives are hidden with Christ and God. We're caught up in his life, and he's leading us before the Father. So even in normal prayer, even when you're talking in a prayer, that's not something you're generating. It's something you're entering into. And in silence, what we're doing is, is silent prayer is a silent way of simply saying amen to the, sons, to the prayer of the Son and the Spirit. We are, we are resting upon and carried along by these prayers. And we're trusting that, Lord, you are groaning for me. Lord Jesus, you are praying to the Father on my behalf. You know better than I do what needs to be prayed for. And so I am, I am simply resting in you. And I, I think one of the reasons this is so important, going back to the kind of how important it is to know ourselves, like, like we talk about in Beloved Dust. And, and this form of, of silent praying is, kind of ends the book um, Beloved Dust one of the one of the reasons it's so important is if, if you go so if you practice this something if you go I'm just gonna go and I'm gonna rest with God. I'm gonna be with him in silence um, As um, Zephaniah 317 says the Lord, Lord, the Lord quiets us in his love as he sings over us. he simply quiets us, right? We, we are to be still and to know that he is God the psalmist tells us right? As we're doing so you'll realize your heart desperately wants to do something It wants you to kind of atone for yourself it wants you to kind of present a self before God that can be received. You're going to feel these idolatries come up to the surface. And in silence, we simply take them and hand them to God. In, in silence, we simply say, you are enough for me. I'm not safe because of Christ's work and because of my really good praying. Mm. I'm not safe because of Christ's work and my ability to live the Christian life. There, there's no and there. You're resting fully upon Christ. And so it, it's, it's in our silence that we really allow ourselves to rest fully upon the prayers of the Son and the Spirit. And, of course, that prayer isn't simply for us, as if, as if Christ is somehow external to us. That prayer is for us, through us, and even within us, that prayer is happening. And so th- those are the things we are truly entering into as we, as we pray in silence in this way. Well, I'm sure these are things that many of us haven't considered before. Thank you so much, Kyle Strobel, for giving us such a lot to chew on. Make sure you join us again next time on Up The Union Podcast.